Bizzle. I'm called the Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Yo, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, everybody. Final episode of The Defender Season 1, possibly the only season we will get. So enjoy. Episode 8, The Defenders. Netflix Marvel's The Defenders. Called The Defenders. Here we go. So even though I'm releasing this very close to episode seven, I actually took a bit of a break again and watched pretty much all of Iron Fist season one. I might seen the first few episodes, so I started at like four and binged it. And it's really not that bad, but it's better after seeing Colleen and Danny here and then Iron Fist season two. I could see me doing a lot of eye rolling, even if I'd gotten through it the first time. Um, Here's the Avengers arguing. <laughs> I mean, the Defenders. Um, I'm probably, I think I'm going to do, especially because it's hot, I mean, hot off the presses, I, I'm probably going to do um, Iron Fist Season 2 next, especially because it's only 10 episodes. Um, and I can't get enough of Jessica Henwick. Okay, Bizzle, control yourself. Um, but uh, Iron Fist Season 1's not bad. And boy, do I, I mean, I could tell about Davos, Ward, and Joy, specifically from season one. They were very good actors, and so I could read the backstory on their faces-ish. Oh, here's Rosario. Luke thinks... Sweet Christmas. Yeah, Luke thinks Rosario's gonna talk reason. Rosario try, you know, is is almost in too much of Iron Fist one, but I understand why they did it. They they that's the thing. They weren't confident with one. They didn't market it right. The writing was actually not bad. It just felt like everyone was still finding their place, and it really takes the pressure off Danny and Colleen with all these other great characters. But the more I watch the Defenders and the Iron Fist seasons, the more it's clear that they decided at some point to focus on Colleen and Danny in this series. And it wasn't because they were building to two because they were coming from one. The architect's brands are still in my apartment. Let's just get this over with. Jessica's already had to go through an entire season of convincing herself not to kill Kilgrave, who's essentially as bad as the hand or worse as an individual. Yeah, get on with our lives. The human appeal, t- that's the thing. Jessica and Luke keep pushing one another forward with the human appeals. And Matt Murdock just knows when to shut up. On repeat viewings of the Defenders, it's great because Matt's always the one you know that talks like he knows everything with Foggy and Karen. But around these guys, sometimes he just lets Luke and Jessica hammer it out. <laughs> Colleen's like, duh. <laughs> but I will say, um, yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but... Let's go do something crazy. Here we go. All right. Um, so, anyways, I'm gonna I'll talk about all the secondary characters and the mythos. I will say you don't really see the dragon. I mean, you don't see the dragon in one. I didn't expect to. Uh, you do see Kunlun destroyed, but not until the very, very end. It's not a spoiler if you've been watching this whole series. But you know, they talk in this. I mean, we're about to see uh, Colleen confront her former master, um, Bakuto, but. I think it's his name, <laughs> but, and we know that she served the hand. I just didn't realize it was so recently. And that's another thing. If I had watched Iron Fist season one without knowing who Jessica Henwick was, not really knowing who Finn Jones was, bad press, bad reviews, didn't like the first couple episodes, didn't initially like the side characters. David Wenham never really grows on me in, in season one, but whatever. It's not his fault. You know, um, not everyone can be Kilgrave and Kingpin. Uh, but, uh, 
you know, the, it would have been like almost an eye rolling twist that Jessica Henwick was working for the hand the entire time. But again, having gone back, I mean, this is the thing, you know, people, people watch things when they come out and then they watch it once and they make a judgment and that's it. And that's fine. But I sometimes watch things out of order, you know, I didn't really watch the original Avengers closely until 2014, 2015 when, you know, Winter Soldier, Guardians 1, and then Avengers Ultron all blew me away. And I got super into it. Went back, watched the Avengers a million times, even though, yeah, these creatures once roamed the green valleys of my home. They don't say the word dragon. I don't know why. Um... They haven't shied away from the immortal iron fist and all the other crazy magic mystical stuff. Right? Doors open. Electra, of course, accomplished it. He needs to die. He's still alive. He needs to die. Sure, we'll wait on it. What could go wrong? All right. Best interest to move with urgency. Securing our escape. Yeah, Gal knows that this shit is not over and that Right, the man does not break the unyielding woman. Uh-huh. Look at Gal. Right. She just said we need to be scared of them. And then she said we did what we could. And then she said the war has been the one. She's, uh, you know, Electra wouldn't trust her no matter what in her current state. And just the fact that she's in the hand. But even, her logic isn't even adding up. And Electra's not buying into this bullshit. Just a city. She's trying to sweet talk her way into Electra like she did with Alexandra. But Electra is too far gone. And in this case, Electra being crazy, like off the rocker crazy, actually helps her. Yeah. God, Elodie Young plays this great. I don't understand people don't like her. I don't understand why she's not get more work. Whatever. I mean, if they make a, if they can make a terrible Electra movie with Jennifer Garner, no offense to Jennifer Garner, or Ben Affleck, and terrible Daredevil movie, which fanboys still try to justify was somehow good. Oh, the director's cut. You guys see the director's cut. Uh, Colleen in the white jumpsuit, the map. God. The thing is, not only did Henwick pull over my eyes that she's actually English, but I know I looked this up when this came out, uh, you know, a year ago or whenever it was, and she's so great, and I'm so hypnotized by her that she pulled the wool over my eyes again until I looked it up, and I was like, oh, that's right. That's not her actual accent. She seems like a total, like, daughter of immigrants, New York girl, which is what she's supposed to seem like and sound like. Um, she just my life. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, oh, sorry. To clue without before, the, what would have been an eye rolling moment in season one with the hand, you know, and Claire and Danny both being fooled and her being so brainwashed, but it really makes her way more three dimensional. Once you get here and then in Iron Fist season two, you got to do some setting up. Iron Fist was setting up defenders. Iron Fist was defending up Iron Fist two in the future. And we don't know how much the future we'll get, but I think they did a great job with the defenders and a really, really solid job at, at least if not better with iron fist <laughs> um too so of course colleen wants to go with them but she's needed up top for security with the c4 and claire now the other thing is that they pulled back is claire temple trains with colleen and kicks major ass and she's got like brass knuckles with claws on them and claire's like fighting ninjas and armed men and here she does do a little hand-to-hand but they smartly realized that the combined moral leader and the brains of the upstairs operation with Colleen was enough. Uh, and the hand is out of even her league, even if she had her, her bear claws, I think they call them. 
Yeah, he, he's reaming her out for letting them escape, even though it's ultimately his fault. But she, he still can't figure out that she's blocking this. They just realized about the C4. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I mean, I have to say, I can't watch JJ2 because Jessica Jones season one was so great. I just am not into the story and characters in season two. And Luke Cage, everything on paper about Luke Cage I should love, but it just moves a little slow. Um, and I guess, you know, in the end, although I love the idea that Jessica Jones and Luke Cage dress as themselves and they play themselves, I mean, in terms of being superheroes, they don't hide, they go by their name, they don't have goofy costumes, all that stuff is awesome on paper, and I love those two characters when they're together, I think it's a problem, you need to get Jessica and Luke working together on screen, that was a big mistake, I I said even at the time, I I thought they would do it, or at least consider doing season two of Luke Cage mixed with season two of Jessica Jones somehow, I'm not saying Luke Cage 2 is bad. I haven't seen it, but if me, the ultimate Jessica Jones fanboy who thinks season one is maybe my favorite season of television ever, uh, as disturbing as it is, um, if I don't like the second season, something is wrong. And I don't really know anyone that, that loved it, although it immediately got renewed for season three, which is great. But Homeland won eight seasons, and that went off the rocker, uh, off the rails after two or three. I'm missing great moments here. So this, I mean, the more you watch all these series, the more you love these moments. There's so much fighting and it's great, but caring. I mean, I'm, you know me, I immediately love Trish. And part of the reason I can't watch two is she just totally breaks down with drugs and boyfriends. and sees Jessica Jones, all the stuff I did not want to happen to her. Um, but Karen, it really has grown on me over time after Daredevil season two and especially the Punisher. And she's great here. It's great for these two women, even though they're, they're essentially here because they're in a refrigerator, but it works out because they can still, Karen can still investigate for her story and Trish can still, they're both in the media, these strong, empowered women coming together because they're crazy, super powered friends. Matt, what's his deal? Karen tries to lie to Trish, but Trish is just so real. It's straightforward. It's complicated, yeah. Um, just that these two could have this conversation and it not be... I mean, that's the only Bechtel moment there. But it immediately turns to her being in love with Jessica as a friend and sister. So it's not, you know, it's really just about people they care about. It's not so much like, oh, I'm in love. Oh, I'm in love. He's not in love. I'm not in love. I'm looking at UCW. I just like this stuff by UCW. Honestly, I, I talk about how I'd, I'd rather have a a B plus star Wars movie than an a minus Marvel movie at this point. Um, Oh, Midland circle. Yeah. They're onto it too. The boys in refrigerator. <laughs> Look at Malcolm. What a hipster. Uh, but, uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. So, you know, they go about 25, 30 minutes. It feels so long and so epic, but they still get a great postscript in to see where the characters are at. But anyways, so Finn Jones I knew was English, and I thought I could detect it, but the more I listen to all these other English actors do it so-so job at best with an American accent, Finn Jones is really is not distracting in either season of Iron Fist or Defenders. He's, he's how he felt about... Uh, and he's obviously him and Arrow are extremely similar. I mean, I don't know which copied which, but the the father, the crash, the training on another island, coming back, thinking they were dead, saving the city, blah, blah, blah. There's obviously a lot in common uh, with those 
with with Arrow and, and Iron Fist. However, Stephen Amell was let down by increasingly weak writing. And while Arrow season three, I really liked because of the and because of the Electra esque uh, Nissa Al Ghul and Raz Al Ghul's daughter is amazing. Uh, and White Canary and the Lazarus Pit. I mean, they're you know, it's really fun and great fighting and. Uh, about to blow up some building and fight ninjas to save New York, says Jessica. Oh, bad. <laughs> Whatever's worth, I'm glad you're here. Luke Cage. <laughs> what? <laughs> Circumstances. Here it is, the three of them. <laughs> I'm glad we found each other. Look at Luke. <laughs> I'm not hugging you. <laughs> great, great reaction. <laughs> he was just trying not to laugh, I think, and he turned it into an annoyed sigh, did uh, Charlie Cox. Oh, man. So, the... Th- thing is if you feel like we haven't got enough jessica then you're probably a jessica jones partisan like me in realizing that it's actually best to not overexpose her with the team and give everyone equal time not overexpose her but you know favor her because she's the only woman although we've got colleen and claire and misty so screw that here they are the two ladies of my life marvel just knows how to get them i mean so anyways point being uh, a B level or B plus level Iron Fist season is just so much more attractive to me than a B level Arrow season, and he's actually less distracting than Amal because he's got fewer ticks. He's less of a you know straight up pretty boy. He's probably a better actor. I mean, I don't know if he's better at his role yet than Stephen Amell is after six seasons, but Stephen Amell no show, no shows no change, whereas we see def- definitive change uh, with with Danny over you know his shows and appearances like we see with colleen a lot of that is writing but you know the women of marvel television like the women of marvel movies other than gal gadot and dc movies there's really no dc character i love melissa benoist and um kyler lee who plays you know supergirl's sister in supergirl but it's you know it's too campy for me to get really serious about um and you got, you know, Rosario, I'll say it one last time, Rosario, Henwick, Ritter, uh, Rachel Taylor, who plays Trish, Deborah Ann Wolf, Karen, these women are amazing. Here's Misty, she's so good. So, yeah, so the the thing is Colleen hating Bakuto here. You totally bought, I totally bought the performance, and he's so sleazy and slimy over the, the second the second half of the defender season and the way he talks with this i will find you he clips his syllables like agent smith but in, but this is she thought she killed him once with the help of davos <laughs> but she finally gets it here and again the weaknesses of the hand i mean he, he seems to try and kill her here, but he, he and he definitely tried to kill her in Iron Fist, uh, but he still wants to convert her because she was his best student despite the lies that he spits. There's the phone. <laughs> Did you come from here? Did you simply follow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He He's great in the series too, but it's tough because you know how evil he is. An iron fist, so you know, I did just sort of turn off in my mind that it was the, the giant plot twist coming with that. <laughs> yeah, 
Misty's completely torn between them. She does a great job. You know about this? Yeah. I, I remember being like, can't Misty hear the sword fighting in the background? Uh-huh. Misty's like, is that the sword I let the girl take from the police station? <laughs> so, yeah, they needed the extra helping hands with Claire. And for writing reasons, you wanted her. And I haven't talked about the directors because the on-screen action's so great. And there's a million writers. Here comes Misty. Uh, last time we're going to see that right arm, unfortunately. Um, but, uh... So, right, they bring the ninjas down. We don't see the movement, but I guess they've been, like, shepherding them down into the pit, the workmen and the ninjas. Um, <laughs> uh, what could go wrong leaving Iron Fist alive for ten more minutes? <laughs> he really gets his ass kicked in both season one and two of Iron Fist. He uses the fist so rarely, it's really hard for him to summon it. Which is cool it would get boring fast if he didn't do most of his fighting with pure skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these beasts, they've given us both so much. Definitely dragon. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes from the dragon. You get different stuff from it. You punched him in the heart. <laughs> you punch the dragon in the heart. So you just beat the dragon. You defeat him, but you don't kill him. It's all part of the test, which is cool. It's always sad to kill a dragon, especially if they're not evil. Their constant insulting of the defenders, which starts with Alexandra, but feeds all the other hand members dialogue it's really well written and acted but you know i i think the idea is for us to just get as annoyed and angry as the defenders are oh he was crying she's making him cry that's the thing he's he is naive and emotional and by the way guys you could choose to believe me or not but before i watched iron fist season one or two i predicted just based on this that i thought iron fist season two would be about Danny going off the rails and man not only is that true in season two but they set it up big time in one that's just a tribute to his performance and the continuity of, of, of the writing and production the director of this has directed Luther he's directed Doctor Who he's won a BAFTA his English award-winning English actor oh God just rocked his world <laughs> the elevator she's nervous he doesn't scare her, but the other ones do, which is hilarious. Why don't they kill him? Could be useful. There's mm-hmm. uh, his family with Jessica. I mean, with um, Colleen. But um, the director of episode seven is a guy named Feliz Alcala. He's a longer name than that. His last name's Alcala. And I know him because he directed the the first, and only, only good, but it's an amazing Battlestar Galactica movie that came after season three called Razor with Michelle Forbes. Um, but he also t- directed the two-part, unbelievably epic rescue at the beginning of season three from New Caprica. 
Um, and I, I, it sticks in my mind because of how great all that stuff was. But also, Ron Moore, the producer and creator of Battlestar, being very open about him being a little bit of a crazy guy, man. But that's why they hired him to direct their most epic stuff in Battlestar. They need someone to just crack the whip because they don't have any more time to do it with all the action, special effects, and money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is great. Just Jessica. They're all nervous. Even the lecturer's nervous. <laughs> Kristen Ritter's great. Okay. <laughs> Don't shoot. <laughs> oh, this is... They should just kill her immediately. They don't have time. <laughs> I'm going to show what you guys are doing. Your secret cave thing? Oh, my God. I just came to talk. <laughs> Gal is so confused by this woman. I think they're all so scared of Jessica because she's so unpredictable. One big kung fu party. Oh, man. I don't want to fight you. I know where this is going. I mean, alone. <laughs> oh. Boom. Oh, yeah. She just stalked Electra in the fucking jaw. All right, here we go, guys. Straight till the end. One big fucking action party. And you know what? After rewatching Daredevil season two, seeing Iron Fist, I started. I'm gonna start rewatching Daredevil season one. The Punisher, Jessica Jones, Ironclad. <laughs> I know. It's kind of a compliment calling him Ironclad. Oh yeah, Colleen against Bakuto. You want him to die so badly, even just here. I mean, that's the thing. The thing is, you don't have to see. That's what I realized. I, the two things I realized after seeing Iron Fist Season 1 is that you really don't have to watch it to enjoy this Iron Fist Season 2, but I enjoyed it a lot. A, a, and Henwick is... I, I think Henwick and Vin Jones just had to get... Just had to settle into their parts. She's still so young, so focused on the fighting. Having her with Misty in Iron Fist 2 is, is a great decision, just like her with Claire and up to this point oh my god look i mean they shoot her so cinematic that's why they got a, a you know epic award-winning director to do this because they wanted to shoot this last part the actually seven and eight like a movie it's previously mentioned felice i'll call a crazy cool director man oh yeah baby here comes this makes so much more sense after iron fist one that that rosario could actually take a couple guys down with a pipe <laughs> It's actually bit more badass. She doesn't have her claws and she's wearing her like street clothes. I mean, now I really want him to die after just seeing Iron Fist 1. <laughs> Another guy's coming. He's shaking his head. He's like, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, yeah. Oh, she gets sliced. Uh, Misty shoots him. Yeah, on the rewatch, I'm like, but you gotta cut off their heads. I, it's not surprising that he didn't die. And even if you just, if you saw Iron Fist a lot, once live, you know, they don't cut off his head. They talk about cutting off head. So, you know, he's still alive. Great spinning stuff. I mean, they spin it just f fast enough and just slow enough that you can't tell if it is all a one shot. I think it is. 
10, 15 seconds. Right here, they switch the camera with the run through in, in front of the frame. And we're going to get another 5 to 10. So this feels like a almost like a minute long spinning one shot. Here's the Avengers circle, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Maybe it's just the thing that's not the PG-13 Avengers, but... When these four are hitting, these four are hitting for the bizzle. I love this shit. I'm going to enjoy every one of these shows till it's over. But anyways, as I was trying to get to earlier, after seeing everything, the emotional bout and what could be such a melodramatic ending, but it's just both sweet, disturbing, really sad between Electra and daredevil is how it should go light it up danny light it up yeah baby this is the first time someone asks him to do it in like a pressure situation and he's consciously does it perfectly calm oh oh yeah his fist against her force powers fist wins and here comes the hip-hop on my rewatch i was so pumped because i said in an earlier episode that it would have been in the chinese restaurant i think it would have been cool to have hip-hop nope they save it for when everything is so serious with the orchestral music the cinematic shooting the fate of the world the hand the defenders hip-hop baby and they play this for a while you got to do hip-hop and or electronic music with fighting as we saw with the matrix it's just so much more thrilling This is the, the opposite of Mission Impossible. Oh, God, that movie's bad. Boom. Kristen Ritter really stepped up her game because she uses her powers so infrequently in, in, in JJ Season 1, but she rarely brawls like she does over and over again in Defenders. She had to do a lot of training. Um, I mean, Finn Jones really bulked up. Luke and... and that, uh, oh, yeah, baby. Luke against... Uh, not Nobu. What's his name? Yeah. yeah, bends the sword in half. Oh, Jessica just boots. Was that Electra? Oh, he jumps in front. Yay! Here comes Luke, saving Jess. Her bulletproof vest. Yes, Daredevil and Iron Fist. Remember this? Just like all times. Oh, you think it's rekindled for a second? She's so, Jessica almost forgets there's a fight. She still loves him. It's so sad. The end of this is with those two is so sad. They have to end up together. They must. They must. They, if Jessica Jones season three is happening and that's the end of all this, then JJ three, the end, her and Luke get together. That's why I thought Claire was going to die for sure to clear the way. But I don't know if they consciously played on our expectations. That would happen by putting Claire in situations over and over again. Up oh, here we go. Uh, uh. Uh, still has her arm yes yes the white katana her old master this hand yeah we don't really get the full story and they don't fully sell the writing and performance about why she joined the hand why she fell for it but you could fill in the blanks right as a child all you ever wanted was to belong to something yeah I, yeah that's they don't sell hard enough in iron fist one that it was since childhood Misty Knight. That's why I saved you, Colleen. Raised you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sees himself in her. He really loves her. But he's going to kill her. He has to. Uh-oh. Oh, this is where Misty gets de-armed. Trying to stop this. Oh, no. It's going to... 
Oh, there goes the arm. But that's the distraction that Colleen needed. And now she's really going to kill him. Here it comes. Oh, 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 full on kill, kill Bill. She's holding the pose like a Ryan Howard home run, baby. Oh, just, uh, I'll say it one last time. God bless you, Jessica Henlick. God bless your parents and your grandparents and God for making this all possible. Oh, he starts the bomb. Yeah. He doesn't really care about... I guess he assumes they're going to get the substance. He doesn't know that this is going on downstairs, I suppose. There's Electra versus Iron Fist. Yeah, I mean, he... It's not even consistent about when the Iron Fist comes. Like, it doesn't sap his strength. Like, why doesn't he have it now? It's like with Cap, they keep giving Cap more power, but then when he fights hand-to-hand, it's like he's less strong. Um, you know, they made a decision that they didn't. They still don't want the defenders, other than Colleen, murdering them, though Jessica will at this point. Luke can't help it sometimes. Daredevil never will. Uh, Danny and Colleen have learned their lesson. Yeah. You'd think Daredevil would too. Electra specifically dies because he won't kill and forces her not to kill. Yeah, here it is. This is really interesting, the pass off here to uh, to Danny. Because Danny does have the best heart. He also knows about the global situation. He's the most idealistic. He's the youngest. He's the one that wanted to get them together from the beginning. And Matt knows that he has to lead them in the future if he doesn't make it. And they are needed together. Oh, this is great shooting. God, look at this. Um, here come all the ninjas like cockroaches. Cockroach. Fighting all the way up the elevator. Oh, I was teasing Jessica's full power coming up here. Yeah, I was teasing to myself. Here it is. So, you know, you get a lot of this in Daredevil season two. Back and forth, back and forth. Because she's like Gollum. She's like Gollum. Twisted by an evil power, by accident. She's already weak and emotional person. She's got inhuman strength, partially immortal life. And, you know, this black sky poison. And so, and Matt Murdock being the Catholic Messiah wannabe that he is, and in love with her, keeps trying to uh, get her back. And I think it's in the very first Daredevil episode when we're, let's know very early on that, that quote unquote blind Matt Murdock is great at flirting with beautiful women. It's, you know, and Foggy has a sense that he knows they're beautiful. It seems impossible. It's a great way to set up character with those guys, but also that Foggy would believe believe it eventually that something else something else was going on. So this bow, even though the thing I'm about to compare it to, it doesn't have these kind of stakes, and they're not really trying to kill each other. Uh, Starbuck and Apollo. There's a great like mid. There's a lot of character stuff mid season three where they're just sort of in a holding pattern plot wise, but. There's a great one where all the pilots and military people uh, sneak, try and have a private, you know, like backroom brawling boxing match with a ring and one-eyed tie calling the, you know, it's basically get your grievances out. Like someone calls you up if they have a problem with you, you beat the shit out of each other. And then if you win, you call up someone else. It's great. 
And Adama gets his ass kicked by heel by uh, Chief Tyrrell after Tyrrell goes light on him just to teach him a lesson. The president finds her way in. It's a great moment. Her dad was a boxer. But uh, anyway, Starbuck and Apollo are eyeing each other the whole night and cursing at each other and giving each other bad, evil looks that are also like sexy looks. Think Cassian and uh, and Jin like early in Rogue One before they trust each other, but there's an attraction. Right, I don't care about good or bad. It doesn't load it. Anyways, the point being, by the end of the Apollo Starbuck fight, everyone's watching both of their significant others and everyone in the crowd. It's obvious that it's uh, sublimated sex, and and the way these two beat each other up constantly, and she does as well. Oh, she stops the elevator. She's so mean. She can't. She's just. This is her twisted, fucked up way of being in love with Matt. And Matt calls her on it. He's like, this is at least the third time in the last few days that you haven't killed me. You're toying with me. And this is their sublimated sex. Her who's totally crazy and doesn't know one feeling from another or anything in her brain what's going on. Luke, uh, Charlie Cox is a Catholic and has a complex. Who got thrown, who got thrown off there? Was that a... Uh, Oh, does he survive for, like the millionth time, the Japanese guy? Oh, no, that was no way. Oh, yeah, Jessica flies. Yes, we finally see it. I kept almost but not saying it. Oh, <laughs> the swelling music. Finally, JJ, stop. Sta- yeah, stop staring, start climbing. Look how strong she is. <laughs> yeah. Now, Luke could obviously hold it, but he couldn't jump that high. It had to be Jessica. Uh, what a beautiful setup. So the thing. I just, I don't need any more Jessica unless it's more epic than what we get here. I just want team-ups, you know? They're starting to slow, they're openly slowing down Star Wars after the next year or two because <laughs> they realize it's much better as an event every two years plus. And I've talked about all the main Star Wars movies and Rogue One as superhero team-up movies and scope and number of characters and epicness and so forth. I truly believe that. And if you look at the structure and the cultural impact and the money, whereas, you know, Solo was a solo movie. No light inside of you. Nice force reference, possibly. The game is fun. Yeah. This is sex for her. That's the thing. Murdering... she gets way more pleasure out of murdering or flirting with murder than she does having sex or flirting with sex. These two have unbelievable chemistry, but she's great with stick. She's great with Alexandra. So it's, I'm not gonna give Charlie Cox all the credit for her great acting, but it had to end this way. And because we had a great fight at the end of seven and we've had a, a number of them in this one, the one-on-one is kind of what you want. And that's why the, the, the like I talked about Iron Fist season two, and you guys will hear it in my commentary of that. Cause I'm definitely going to do it is that uh, the, uh, the smaller scale fights are better choreographed and more fun. Bakudo motherfucker. I still can't believe that hero shot with his head chopped off and Colleen standing there with the katana. Oh man. I'm not going to lie, guys. I mean, she's in the Felicity Jones territory. I mean, she's not as good as Felicity yet, but it's like she's good enough of an actress to where I can not totally be an objectifying 
Mel. They got, you know, they got people for everyone. I mean, Charlie Cox, uh, you know, Finn Jones, Luke Hage, the guy who plays Malcolm, incredibly good looking. Even David Tennant, the horrible Kilgrave, great looking guys. The women are all great looking, but different. Some people like the blondes. Some people like the disturbed brunettes. Uh, I, the, the Jessicas, as you guys probably could tell. He's going to say it here, I think, says Matt Murdock, like you still can't do it. Does he say it? This is what we get, isn't it? Yeah, he just gives in. Forever thinking we could make it work. She never. He says we did. We're together. She wants to die. She's got the horrible death wish. We can have it forever. Look at her. She's great. I mean, this is better than any like male, female, good guy, bad guy love story we've seen. Is there? Have we even had a major bad guy female character other than the horrible Kate Blanchett character in Thor three in the Marvel movies? Yeah, <laughs> they keep throwing Japanese guys off large heights and they don't die. Does she kill him? The end. Uh, here comes the bomb. Oh, uh, they get buried. So, yeah, we don't really know if... Right, okay. So, when I saw this, I didn't think this effect looked great. But you know what? On a TV budget, it's pretty convincing. I think what's not convincing is that... Right. You just see them looking at... They're just shining lights on them. And then you see the CGI. There's no connectivity. Who cares? I mean, this is just like rough sex. I mean, look at her crawling she's beating him up but she's holding him and breathing on him i mean she just wants to fight and fuck the two most primal urges killing and fucking i mean she's so it's not that she's a horrible human being she's an animal but with with human level brains and emotions beneath it it's it's such a complex character we've seen nothing like this almost anywhere else on tv or movies i know maybe i'm getting caught up in my rebirth love for netflix it's interesting to think whether my disappointment with jg season two and inability to watch it is what ultimately brought me back there's rosario praying because i wanted to like netflix again so i'm giving things a chance i'll get to luke cage i'll probably do what i did with iron fist watch season two and then go back to one i've seen most of one i think well no i mean you know if you're gonna collapse a building with a bomb there's no reason even trying to hide the 9-11 symbolism in new york right here's the fucking after the fighting oh man stabbing and kissing this one's for you electra Yeah, I was right. 30 minutes almost to the mark. That whole thing. And they save us a nice 12 or 13 wrap-up. You know, intention of making out alive, says Danny. Look at Kirsten Ritter. Yeah. It's almost like they can't pack in all the actors with these Avengers movies. They get bigger and bigger. And so they get reduced to stereotypes. Whereas these I, these guys function better when they're 
with each other. And that's ultimately the advantage I didn't realize Iron Fist had was having Claire and um, Colleen in one and Colleen and Misty in two. Having three main characters as part of Iron Fist is great. Oh, this is so right. Rosario and Mike, uh, Claire and Mike, I'm sorry. Right, so we've got Finn with his girl, we've got Luke Cage with his girl, we've got Claire with her girl, her sister, and fucking Karen just hoping against hope. This is so sad. Fucking knows. Karen is... Has, Karen's got 2% hope. Foggy's got like point zero zero one. Yeah. It's so great how he has a crush on her early on and almost immediately is cool with them being friends and is never really jealous of Matt. Especially because she knows, he feels bad for her because she knows what she's getting herself into. All right, this is all postscript. So this is somewhat similar to the Kilgrave incidents where they sweep it under the table. And the fact that Rachel Taylor as Trish is complicit. Oh, right here. But she says, oddly enough, I'm told the implosion actually settled the ground again. She's lying through her teeth, just like her apology to Kilgrave. Jessica's here with the sun, gl- the hipster glasses, just to make sure. But again, this is to protect Trish. At least the rent is cheap. But the fact that she is so s- clearly sarcastic to her r- listeners, you know, that people are sick of hearing this shit. It's happened with the Avengers and now with multiple Defenders incidents. God knows what else. <laughs> She's so purdy, Rachel Taylor. You sure don't? Yeah. Again, no one can know how much of a hero Jessica is. Yeah. All all the women just getting worse in, in JJ too. It's just so predictable. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, he's so bitter, but he's gotten so smart. I'm proud of him. About Claire. Claire who? Hogarth Benowitz. Hogarth Benowitz and Chow at your service. Yeah, legal needs. Mm hmm. I'm sorry for your loss. Mm hmm. Mm hmm, yeah. Yep, that's right. I wonder if they felt like they did do the final shot with Daredevil. I know I'm jumping ahead. Um, but uh, just to, to quell the speculation that we all knew would be pointless speculation, of course he's alive. Our mutual friends with the multiple lives. Yeah. Full circle from DD1. No, he was going no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would have seen. She had to be the witness. Yeah. I didn't know him as well as you did. Yeah, you can't talk him down. She can talk down Iron Fist. That's what's great. She totally fails to talk down Matt. But when Iron Fist is really getting out of control and murderous, she numerous times is a therapist to Danny in season one. It's great. Yeah. I can see why people don't like Iron Fist, but I, I really dig it. I dig it. You're welcome, Paul. All right, keep playing the good fight for him. Yeah, it's all about his legacy now. They're going to have to find a way for him to 
be out of the picture for a while in Daredevil 3 to make this seem worthwhile. Especially because they don't even... Oh, no arm. Misty's such a soldier. She immediately is dealing with the situation. She saved both of these women's lives and helped save the day by getting rid of Bakuto and blowing up the building. But Danny owns this hospital is going to give her the best care possible, which is a new arm. Great. Yeah. Not quite whole. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, not her fault at all. It would have been worse if Colleen didn't take his head off. It's the job. Yeah. I went, they must have known that these two were going to be together in, in Iron Fist 2. Did anyone to say he has connections? Yeah, she's the messenger. At this hospital. Yeah. After the thing... She never tried to betray him in one. She ended up temporarily betraying him, and now she is so loyal. I thought she was going dark in season two of Iron Fist, but after season one, she doesn't have to go to dark in Iron Fist two because he is, and Davos is such a horrible person. Yeah. I'm pumped to do Iron Fist two. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm so glad you were here with me as we watch this great character stuff. She does get offered a promotion for this. Look look at the peace on Colleen's face after everything she's been through at this point. Oh, man, this is so sad. This is so sad. Luke totally cock-teases here. I'm really mad at Luke all around. He's been such an ass to her. He comes here, gets a drink, takes one sip. She keeps drinking. He said, it's good to see you. Maybe I'll see you sometime. And then she tries to make it more specific, like, hey, let's get a coffee. And he gives her a look like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I got a girlfriend. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. These two have to end up together. I mean, Jessica needs him. He's happy with Claire. But but these two have better chemistry from a romantic standpoint. Physically, I don't know. He's great with both of them. Yeah. I love, it's just great, the super white girl and super black dude. It's never talked about the racial stuff. It's awesome. This breaks my heart looking at Christian Ritter here. All right, I'm going to look really close. She's ready to do whatever he wants. I mean, not in a weird way. But if he's like, I got to sort some things out, but let's be in touch, she would immediately be like, okay. Right, the earth had to shake us for us to find each other again, and now he's leaving. And that was another problem with JJ too. If I had known Luke Cage was going to be in like two, three, four episodes, I would suffer through it. Why is she still talking about Reva? It was under Kilgrave's spell. And he did worse under Kilgrave's spell. This is so... I wonder if he's saying... I wonder if he's not giving the whole you got to forgive yourself because the last time he gave her that speech, it turned out to be Kilgrave giving the speech to him to give to her. I just came to say I'm really right so he comes just to be all sweet say I'm glad you're not dead maybe we'll see each other sometime Eh. gives her the drinks which isn't pathetic because you know that's her thing he takes the shot oh no he doesn't yeah it's just a shot okay 
He does take it. He says, try staying in touch. You got friends. One of them is Harlem. He means down the road. Oh, look at her. She hasn't said anything. Jessica's... Maybe we'll grab a coffee sometime or something. Oh, maybe I misread this. You know what? I think I misread this. I think he's disappointed. because I think he... That comes off sounding like, yeah, I'm never going to call you. I don't know. It's a really complicated exchange. You know? I mean, you've got... And that's why I really loved just the calm, the calm sweetness of these two. Being the youngest and being in love. They're in love. But being so centered with each other, with the storminess that's Luke and Jessica, and obviously Electra and, and uh, Matt. Strong. The dojo. Lots goes on here. Stop undressing, goddammit, Colleen. Keep your coat on, for the love of God. You're killing an old man with your beauty. So these two are both young actors from England who have mostly been in English productions and have now been in two and a half series sounding completely American. Yeah, thing is... I don't know if Finn Jones is better than Stephen Amell's Arrow to complete that thought, but they give they ha- they start him with better characters and better writing, and it just is never distracting. Starting episode four or five of, of Iron Fist one, I-, I was never annoyed, distracting, or really rolling my eyes. The, it's not that the writing was bad; I realized the writing just wasn't great in one. But I think Iron Fist season two took some cues from what worked late in one, obviously, but also what worked here. I mean, these two are just so much more comfortable from here on out. I never thought I'd say this, but I am actually hoping more for Iron Fist 3 than JJ2 or Luke Cage because I think they're just gaining their stride. I hope there's Daredevil 3, JJ3, Luke Cage 3, Iron Fist, and then one last Defenders, but I don't think so. Home, yeah. Aww. I think this is only the second time they kissed this whole series. Uh, you'll hear me praise the lack of sex and kissiness. They get it on once in season one when they first initiate, but <laughs> Jessica, oh, this is great. Her hipster glasses, but she's back, baby. Alias investigations. She's going to remap Malcolm, which he loves. It's just their little ritual. It just shows love for him. <laughs> she does. Oh, maybe she doesn't. Oh, this has been great, guys. <laughs> He's like, I got to paint in bullet holes. <laughs> He's so happy. <laughs> I should probably get good at covering up bullet holes. <laughs> you know, when you think, what did she say? I don't hate it. Yeah. Almost like a big business. Yeah, it was great to not have her end up just being pathetic there with Luke. Ripping it off. Elias is back, at least temporarily. I got to get through the new, newer Bendis comics with her. Mm-hmm. I thought that we were going to end it here, but I guess we ended on that in the hospital, right? Yep. I mean, look, you end, your, your second biggest character is second, and your biggest character is second to last, and your biggest character is last. Got to do it. But it's great because we get the Karen Foggy moment in the church where they know Matt went.
So the question is, does Foggy know that Matt is alive at this point? I do not believe so. Karen certainly doesn't. Karen certainly doesn't. Well, folks, I don't want to do a long outro. I want to take a break and get on some Iron Fist Season 2. This was awesome. Love this series. Definitely going to rewatch this. I hope they release everything on Blu-ray one day. I'm buying the whole goddamn thing. It's like be a million discs. <laughs> Superhero and lawyer go missing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got to bury the story. She's just so, she's so emotionally unchained when it comes to bat, but she gets it under control with, gets under control with Punisher because she truly loves Matt. Maybe, says Foggy. And they just sit. Oh, these two best buddies. They're like Trish and Jess, basically. <laughs> Look, Karen's like Jess and he's Trish. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love this. I thought this is how they were going to end it. They shouldn't have shown Matt in the hospital. It's so stupid. It doesn't tell us anything we didn't know. We knew Daredevil's coming back. But having Iron Fist with the fist, sitting on Daredevil's stoop, looking out on the city, smiling. He's sad, but he's happy to have a role. Do they do credits before the tease? No, they're, they're, too many people would turn off. So this is it, guys. Thank you so much. As we see some nuns taking care of Matt, I don't know who rescued him. I'm trying to think what the Catholic connection is. The father isn't well-connected enough. Electra, I bet Electra's, yeah, Electra's clearly alive. If he can survive it, she would have for sure because of her black sky super strength. <laughs> The thing is, we've seen him in worse condition than this before. Claire's seen him in worse condition than this before. Uh, This was awesome, folks. Thank you so much for joining me. Marvel's The Defenders 2017. Overall, loving what they're doing with Netflix. Some of it takes longer to digest than others. But all in all, it has been a blast, and it's been great revisiting it and visiting some ones I've skipped for the first time. So enjoy all the previous and future podcasts and check out the other Bizzlecasts when you get a chance. Star Wars, Marvel, and politics, sports, all sorts of stuff. You guys have been awesome. I have been the Bizzle. I will be the Bizzle for the foreseeable future as long as I can do it. Thank you so much for joining me. May the Force be with you. Have a wonderful day or night. But for now, the Bizzlecast is out.